Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're joined for another episode of Rockin' Around with myself, Zach, and Joe. So Evening, everyone. We could or have, afternoon. Couldn't have Ben, unfortunately, could we? Um, He's got better things to do, clearly. Yeah, doing some kickboxing or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. But try try playing a real sport like rugby, mate. Yeah, Come exactly. Smart <laughs> with a ball, mate, isn't it? So, no, but, uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna just talk a little bit about um, what's been going on on the weekend. Obviously, we've got the European finals um, that uh, that sort of that happened over the weekend, which is very exciting. Very good games, actually. Very tight games, but. Um, yeah, good good finals with uh, with some crowds back as well. So we're going to kick it off straight away. I'm going to start talking about uh, the old mm-hmm. Challenge Cup final on the Friday night, and that was between Leicester Tigers and Montpellier. And I was I was rooting for Montpellier. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like I've always liked them, but it was a it was a tough game. Tigers really uh, gained some ascendancy, especially like the Mools. You see it when you know when there was. I, I've never seen a rolling more like that. Not, yeah. not not for a long time. They were they were dominating them, which I was surprised because Montpellier, are, you know, the French teams are usually always pretty dominant, pretty big up front. But yeah, their their rolling more uh, for Leicester was was really good. Um, you could a, see it was a bit of a kick fest, wasn't it? Bit of a yeah, kick back and forth. <clears throat> um, maybe more so with the the European final. Um, the Heineken one, but uh, yeah, certainly was was an interesting game for the neutral. Um, but yeah, Leicester unfortunately just lost by a point, eighteen seventeen in the end, which is tough, tough one to take. But good game nonetheless. Yeah, a couple of things. I think <clears throat> the weather all weekend, well, all week has just been absolutely dreadful. Uh, yeah. Obviously, both games were played at Twickenham, so both teams, well, all four teams were affected by. You know, pretty awful conditions in both games. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm shocked that Montpellier won that. I don't know how Leicester didn't win. I thought mm. they were by far the better team. Um, and yeah, they kind of just got pretty unlucky. You know, one the first Montpellier try was just a silly mistake from Leicester. Um, yeah, yeah. I think in t- in terms of where Leicester have come, though, I mean. They were dog shit last year. I mean, they were just... They should have been relegated if it weren't for Saris. Um, yeah, they, so, they were on the cusp. Yeah, they were bottom. I mean, they were they were awful last year. Um, and then, you know, got rid of everyone, got Steve Borthwick in, complete mm-hmm. change of, like, from in every department, up top to bottom, uh, board members, backroom staff, players, coaches. Uh, and I think, you know, even though they lost, you know... If, who would have thought they'd be in a Challenge Cup final uh, last year? Yeah, exactly. No one. Um, yeah, so, I think fair play to Steve Borthwick. You know, you see the impact he's made with their malls as well and up front. You know, he's a massive line-out specialist. Um, and they have, they just have a great platform going forward. You know, they have solid foundations in their defence, their line-outs and their malls. And then they've got, you know, George Ford, Namani Nadolo, Freddie Stewart, great ball players in the backs who can spread it when they have front football. And they normally consistently get front football because their foundations are so solid. I know um, people get give George Ford a lot of stick and like myself included, but I do. I think he's a great, I think he's a good player. I would say yeah. great player. I would say, yeah, I would say great player actually. He's played some very important, you know, matches, especially for England, but also for, 
yeah, for, uh, for for Bath and Leicester. Um, and I thought he played particularly well that game, controlled um, you know, parts of the match very well, put Leicester on the front foot a few times. Um, but yeah, it was just where Leicester have come from. Like you said, it's it's a massive improvement because I mean, I remember the start of the league, they're doing rubbish. I mean, looking at it, they played 19, they've lost nine. Oh, sorry, lost ten and won nine. So you know, it's not, it's not, it's <laughs> not looking that great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I think um, you know, going back to how they got there. Well, we we played we Harlequins played Ulster and we played our you know academy team basically. There was a few senior players in there, but it was it was basically a mixer of academy players and people that have been injured for a while as well. So. And then obviously Leicester also beat us quite comfortably in the end. Um, went on to play Leicester. I, I genuinely thought Ulster would do. I thought yeah. they, would, they would beat Leicester, and they, they managed to get they managed to get in the final. So credit to them. And I think you, you're right. And Steve Borthwick is a great great coach. We'll see um, at England as well. I thought he was pretty decent. The Lions uh, as well. He, yeah. Massive credit to him to the 17 Lions to the job he did there as well. 100. percent You know against. <laughs> Bloody, a very very difficult New Zealand team. Um, so yeah, he's they've got. I think they've got good good stepping stones. I was listening to um, Tom Young's interview after the game, and I thought you know he, he very he spoke very well um, and sort of talked about how far they've come as a team. Um, and they they know that they've been bad for the last you know few years, um, yeah. but they feel like they they're coming back up. Which is always good to see because Leicester are a historic club in England, so it's it's good to it's good to see teams like that being good and being more competitive. Because I think, you know, see, I think the Premiership as well is can be a bit up and down. It's very much you know sometimes teams turn up and others other times they don't. I think it's a bit inconsistent sometimes. Definitely, sort of criticism of the Premiership. I think there's some great players and some great rugby, but. Sometimes you do think there's it's, teams aren't consistent when maybe they should be, and Quinns are definitely a a product of that as well. Um, but yeah, look, they they came close. They hadn't won it. They've been the first time they won something in Europe in 19 years. They won that. Wow, so, not been quite as long for Quinns, which uh, <laughs> you know, if you can tell, I'm a Harlequins fan. So going actually to get my second jab on the 7th of June actually so um, down, down to the stoop so oh parents lovely are going to, parents are going to the Bath game this, this weekend so they're going to have a match game Quinn's v Bath this weekend and then yeah. next weekend are we playing Sail are we Sail away yeah so yeah. this is the first time fans back at the stoop in a very long time so that's, uh, that's good. I'm not sure how many people are going but yeah, my no, my parents are going with a few, with a couple of mates, um, so they're they're really excited to go back, and uh, awesome. yeah, cheer on the boys. But it's it's nice to see that. I mean, talking about crowds, it was nice to see. I think it was ten thousand. Yeah, uh, at both matches, and that doesn't sound like a lot for like Twickenham, which is eighty-two thousand capacity, I think, or just maybe just over. Yeah, they they, they made a lot of sound. It was like a good atmosphere. I actually Definitely. thought that watching you know different sports throughout the weekend because obviously they've everyone sort of allowed fans back in and I think I think yeah, actually people are so up for it because they haven't seen live sport in in ages so actually pretty good good atmosphere and with the 
teams all being French, um, apart from Leicester, um, three of the teams being being French. Obviously, there's not. There, I don't think there would be any travelling fans. So it was, yeah. it was all obviously Leicester. <laughs> people probably travelled down from Leicester and then around London. But um, was, I know there's quite a few Tigers fans in London. But certainly um, for the French teams, obviously, yeah. I don't think anyone would have travelled. So it's good to get like neutral neutral fans in there, maybe. But they still they made their presence known, and I thought it was, it was really good to see. Yeah. So speaking of the French fans, then on obviously Saturday you had. To lose the Lara show, <clears throat> which was to be honest, I thought it was a pretty terrible game. I mean, it was a little it bit, was, it was just yeah, it wasn't. I don't know what it is like. French teams in finals and semi finals, they play like the most jouer jouer rugby all season, mm. and then they get to finals and they just don't play it at all. They're so they're like playing not to lose instead of playing to win, yeah. Um, but it, it was a good game. But like the first half, I thought was pretty poor. Uh, I guess we have to talk about the red card. Which, which yeah, I mean the red card. I mean, it was not much to talk about I mean, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, La Rochelle getting one of their best players sent off and their inside centre, not I ideal. Mean, what, what player Levani Bottier is? You know, he so good. Him, I've seen I've seen him quite a few times playing for La Rochelle and. I've always been an admirer of it. It's just, it's just, just doesn't. I don't know how he gets through people. Just boshes people like with ease. But yeah, he got yellow carded firstly because he wasn't ten clearly, and they tried to, <laughs> I think, tried to tap and go. Yeah, so he got a yellow card, and then, that, yeah. uh, and then look. what's what's his name? Uh, the referee. Uh, what's his name? Luke, Luke Pierce. Pierce. Was it Luke Pierce? Pierce yeah. yeah. The um. He, he, he was like, "Sorry, mate, we've got checker, you know, foul play, serious foul play." And I was like, "Oh no, here we go." It's, it's, and then uh, Austin Healy was like, "It's definitely a red card. It's definitely a red card." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't usually agree with him, but this, I don't think anyone can disagree that was a red card. He's absolutely clattered him. Poor uh, Maxi Maxi Maynard. Maynard is that his name? Maxi Maynard. Don't know, yeah, I'm very good at French. But uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he got absolutely clattered." Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any uh, any sort of qualms about that. That's shoulder to head with a considerable amount of force. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone can be. I don't think anyone can actually say that's not a red card because yeah, it's a red card. It's yeah. simple as that. It's, um, it's... It was no attempt to lean or you know, to sort of drop the hips. So I wonder if if he hadn't already been. He, uh, so if he hadn't smashed him when he wasn't back ten, I I wonder if he would have been red carded. I think I think he would have, but like, I I think no, he definitely would have because it's it's just the the point of contact was like the shoulder to yeah the jawline, and he smashed him as well <laughs> with force. Like he wasn't like a sort of. Esther Hazen with uh, what's his name, the London Irish player, when he was grabbing him and sort of motion forward and grazed him with his elbow, and that was a red card. That was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty soft, but yeah, this one's a proper clattering, like trying to close line almost. Yeah, um, definitely. Which, yeah, it did put them on. I mean, say they put them on back foot, but actually they played very well, and the score was very close in the end, you know. So, I thought they actually, at the end, I thought they would have got a, a turnover um, penalty. But yeah. um, 
they were so unlucky there. So unlucky. Yeah. 22-17 in the end, which for playing most of the match or a large part of the match with, with, with a player down, I think, um, you know, all credit to them. But I really like Larishow in general. I, wa- I wanted them to win. Um, I did actually have a bet on uh, what's his name to score. And he didn't. The, uh, the South African winner that I can't can't speak about because he's just so good and destroyed England. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will say his name, Chelsea Colby. Oh, bloody hell, he's so good. But I put basically put a, a bet on him to score and uh, to lose to win, and uh, just because I thought it would happen. And he didn't. He didn't score. Did he didn't. He? So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much, Colby. It was only on thirty-five quid, but you know that would have been that would have been nice. Yeah, rugby betting is weird. You can't. Yeah, you can't isn't really it? Bet on rugby. It is really weird. I've done one actually that works. It was the uh, Twickenham. You know when Quinn's player at um, at Twickenham at Christmas. Big game. Yeah, the big game, and I had uh, Don Brandt to score first, and also Danny Care to score, and uh, he did. He scored in like the first. I think it was like thirty seconds of the game. It was that one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Not to score, but definitely put Don Brand. I think I think he might have got a couple in that game. So that's the only time I won fifty quid on that. Mate, but, I remember uh, twenty twenty nineteen uh when Wales won the Grand Slam. That first game against France when we went like sixteen nil down, and then yeah. came back ah. to win. When we were sixteen nil down, because obviously I always back the boys, always, 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 always. I put like 20 quid on George North to score twice. And it was like ridiculous, like 11 to 2. And then I won 160 quid. So, nice. boom. Always back the boys. Always. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, La <laughs> Well, yeah, true. La Rochelle, I, it's going to be interesting next season when Ron O'Gara is their head coach. Because I think... Mm. I don't... I think they, they lack... Uh, like a decisive 10 like I hire West is a decent enough rugby player but like he missed like four kicks yeah they lost they lost by five points they left, it was a they game. left eight points out there yeah yeah and Hit it was a game twice. of like kicking exactly yeah. yeah like in finals you need big players who are going to make get your kicks like points are so important Um, and yeah I just think I think if they signed like a world class 10 they would be such a good team. I just think mm. they have a bit of a problem there. But apart from that, they are—they are really are a joy to watch, uh, and I think yeah. they'll just keep getting better and better as Ron O'Gara. Obviously, John O'Gibbs now going to Clermont. Ron O'Gara mm. taking over as head coach. It looking think, right yeah. for them. It looks, they're, yeah, they're solid. They've got some great players. Uh, like, people like Will Skelton in the second row, massive unit. Thought he yeah. played well. Um, What's his name? Victor Vito. Aldrich. Uh, Ken Barlow yeah. was class at nine. Yeah, a nice little try, actually. Very, I uh, think it's like... there. I think what the good thing about La Rochelle is that Ron Nogara is instilled a culture there. And I don't, I don't think mm. that's something you have with many French clubs. I think so many French clubs are just like a bunch of individuals playing in a team. Whereas La Rochelle yeah. seems to have like a really good culture um, that Ron Nogara has implemented. And it... Look, makes complete sense because Ron O'Gara obviously was a monster his whole career. Went to Racing Metro as a coach, um, mm-hmm. went to Crusaders as a coach. I think he's done some work with Ireland under 20s as well. Then La Rochelle was assistant coach 
and now a DOR. But, you know, he's clearly massively experienced. He's taken a lot of lessons from loads of places that he's been. He's played and coached now at the highest level, just not internationally. So, yeah, I think they're just only going to go up from here, I have to say. Uh, I was gutted for them that they lost, to be honest, as well, because, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I don't really like Rowan O'Gara. So. Yeah, no, um, I think he'll do well there. Um, but, I mean, to talk a little bit about Toulouse, they, yeah, I thought Intermac and DuPont were, were, were awesome as well. Intermac was... They are every week. Image. It's just like, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, good. I think Intermac has, has definitely improved so much um, yeah. for his time in France, like playing the Six Nations. I think he's really brought that form back to club. Definitely. Because um, I, I know there's a little bit of... Uh, had a few shaky games um, every year ago, year and a half ago, and people were saying, "Oh, maybe Jalibert is the is the the new sort of number ten for France." Uh, sort of the main said, but I think he's really put his hand up to to be sort of the commanding ten for France. Um, and yeah, he kicked very well. And the game, like you said, final was almost the you know teams that we associate with, like sort of France, is playing very loose rugby. It's obviously the big final, so they're maybe a bit more conservative, yeah. and uh, it was that kind of kind of game, and and he kicked pretty much all the, all the goals. So um, yeah, he he played really really well, and it's nice to see it's nice to see French teams going, doing well because I like a good French national team. I don't like it when they're rubbish. Like, I obviously like beating them, but you, you don't want France to be to be poor because they can actually play some really nice rugby. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's good for everyone if France aren't. Dog shit, and they have been. That's yeah. what they've been for the last like ten years, um, mm. and they really just have ever since two thousand and eleven. Like they've just been so like they've basically been pummeled by everyone at some yeah. point, but then they've just done like some of the most ridiculous stuff at the same time of individual brilliance. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you know what French team will turn up. Now you know what French team will turn up. It's the really good French team that. Mm have ridiculous line speed and defence. And we've got players like Intermac, Vakatawa, Dupont, who yeah. can make just unbelievable stuff happen. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, quickly on Toulouse as well. Shout out to Jerome Kaino. I mean, what? Yeah. Just a legend of the game. Like two World Cups, now a Champions Cup as well. A couple mm-hmm. Super Rugby titles when he was at the Blues. Played against the Lions twice. Yeah, um, that yellow card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, I mean, it was it was a yellow card, but yeah, yeah it was. He's had an amazing, amazing career. He's, yeah, he, him and um, Kieran Reed. Imagine playing against both of them. You'd just be like, "It's just not fair." And then my court seven, like, oh, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. It's just that's just not fair. But yeah, he's been massive, and I think um, you see when when New Zealand players come over to like either. France or or England or whatever, um, it kind of does mean obviously like the end of their All Blacks career because yeah you can only play for it's like England you can only play for New Zealand when you're playing in New Zealand, but so obviously he you know he's been there one one two World Cups um, got the t shirt and the medals twice so um, I think obviously he's playing in France you know, probably on decent money um, fair play to him because yeah he's he's been a great player to, for rugby as well and I think he's embodied the, the game and the spirit I've, I've seen him in interviews and stuff and sounds like a, a good bloke so um, yeah most definitely yes, it's, it's good to see 
and yeah, glad, glad for him, glad for players like that because yeah, I, I like to see players do well that you know just are like rugby legends. And I would I would say that he he definitely is one. They'll you know yeah. they'll be talking about him for a while. No doubt um, after no he, doubt. after he retires. I just think like how many players have won two World Cups? Like there's a group of elite All Blacks that have done that, and that mm. that is literally it. I bought like Morn Stein. One two thousand seven and two thousand nineteen. Um, there's probably a couple others that you could yeah. uh, somewhere along the line, but, but it's, yeah, it's a finite group, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, best of luck to him. And I think he's going into a coach coaching role mm. at Toulouse. So yeah, no doubt he'll uh, he'll be really good at that. More whatever he applies himself to after rugby. Um, so just to wrap up on. If you do you want to give your team so England are playing Canada and America in mm-hmm. the summer at Twickenham. Hopefully they will be with fans back. I would assume I would have to assume that they are because uh yeah, I would have yeah, if everything yeah keeps uh, on the right the right track and we don't have to go back or whatever, which hopefully we won't. Um there will be yeah, there will be fans. Yeah, so England, um, which would be so, nice. Yeah, so you, USA and Canada, pretty weird games to be honest. Like I would back mm. England to absolutely hammer both of them, but hey, maybe you just want a an easy summer for once. Uh, can't say the same for Wales. Obviously, being the big dogs, Six Nation champions that we are, we're playing Argentina twice and uh, Canada because you know the best only play the best. But uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> do you um. You want to give your 15 if you're Eddie Jones? A lot of big decisions to be made if you're Eddie Jones. Yeah, I think um, if I was Eddie Jones, I'd be picking some youngsters. Um, so, I mean, let's start off the scrum. In England, I'd like to see Joe Marlowe just play because I love him. Um, and then Hooker's... Obviously, you got Cam Dickey and um, George unavailable because the Lions. So, I'll probably go with someone like, I don't know, like Jack Singleton. Yeah. He's an up comer. I like him. Um, pretty, yeah, he's class. Pretty good at the in the lineup. Um, and then tight heads, I go Will Stewart. I like him a lot. Um, in the locks, I'm going to go for. Oh, that's a tough one. George Martin? I would like to see George Martin play, actually. Um, he's, he's been a big really unit. good for Leicester, yeah. Yeah, he's massive as well. So, he's like 19, 20 stone. So, definitely add a bit of bit of weight into the pack. Um, maybe Charlie Yules as well. Be good for him to get a good run out because he's sort of been in and around the squad. Yeah. Um, and then in the back row... Jesus, there's, I mean, we've got to take it. I'd, I'd definitely go Sam Underhill because he'll be available. Yeah. Um, number eight, Billy Napola. Really? Him. Yeah, because I just, I think, that, you know, we're not going to play Sam Simmons because he's he's going to the Lions. So I can't really think of many number, you know, other number eight. Apart from maybe really. Alex Dombrand. Dombrand. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't think, any, I, I don't think Eddie Jones likes him. I don't, I really don't. I think Don Brandt is is not on on Eddie Jones's radar. I hope I'm wrong, and I I think like you say obviously yeah I would pick him. Been a Quinns fan as well, 
but he's just not been picked. I've always been, I've said other times, I think he should be picked and he's not been. So I think Eddie Jones will pick, he will, I think he will go for Levan Apolo, but I hope I'm wrong. Um, yeah, actually, I hope, I hope Dom does get, does get the nod. Um, but yeah, I just remember Eddie Jones saying that he's just not defensive enough and stuff, which I think maybe this season maybe he's done, he's done better at. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Uh, Dommers and then at, at six oh, I was going to say like someone like maybe Zach Mercer but he's off to um, he's off to France yeah. isn't he um, Montpellier yeah so he's, he's going to be going into a winning team um, so who else does that leave I mean what, what, what's Ben Curry saying uh, I think he's only just come back from injury uh, I think yeah. he made his First appearance for sale this season the other day. Yeah, I mean, if he was, I would like to see. I would like to see him play because he's a similar player. And it must be really difficult for twin, like being twins, that they're pretty much the same physically. But uh, Tom has just, you know, obviously got the <laughs> line, like, yeah, um, a bit better. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, some maybe someone like some Ben Curry to see see what it's about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's. I would, I would have actually said, you know, who would have really said that? Will Evans. I would yeah. have really liked to see him get a run out for England, but obviously he's probably going to be back. I think he said like maybe the the second month of the new season. Um, I think he he'll maybe be back, so he's still got a while to go. Um, which yeah, he suffered that injury it was against London Irish, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Then for the uh, I've got to go with Dan Robson for number nine because right. he was <laughs> unreal. I think he's been been so good for uh, for Wasp season and just that game against Harlequins. I think Dan Robson and Marcus Smith are the best players on the pitch, um, which leads me nicely on to uh, number ten, Marcus Smith. I think he yeah. needs to get a chance, and especially against a Canadian and American side. I think that now is the the perfect time to sort of bleed him into to the England um, setup. I think he's been around in and around the camps and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but actually getting put on the jersey, I think he deserves it. And he's bit, definitely been one of the best players in the Premiership this season, which I don't think many people would would argue with. Um, yeah. So I'd like, to see, I'd like to see him. And then in the centres, um, I'd like to see Marchant play for England. Um He's had a few run outs, but I think yeah, he he would be very very good England sense. He's got good feet, very quick, good defence, um, and I probably I probably keep it with with Slade as well. Actually, um, I'll try maybe a Who bit you more. Play of a, 12? I'll probably play. I'll probably play March at twelve. Wow, and Slade right. at thirteen. I just think it'd be nice to see a bit of a difference. You know, rather than having just two like ma- like one massive center and a you know one one center that can sort of dance around people, I think they both can do that, and I think it will it will offer and something different, and will be more attacking, obviously. And against teams like Canada and Aus- and America, they're going to win. England are going to win those games. Yeah. So you don't you don't need to have like a big power play through the middle necessarily. Um, what I think you do need is is gas, and those those players definitely have that because you know let's face it, they're not going to be the fittest 
rugby nations are they? yeah in terms no, of, for sure um you know so i think uh, i think that that, that would that, that would be good for me i'd say that um and then on the wings I'd like to see um you know who I'd really like to see back um cocker singer really like to see him him in the england shirt again yeah um, that'd be good he played really good against japan australia um in those autumn nation matches a few years ago now wasn't it but um i'd like to see him get another run out um and then also, we're, I mean, quite a few wingers have actually gone, haven't they? Um, so, him and McConaughey. Yeah, like I'd, him. I'd like to see Freddie Stewart at 15. Firing yeah. Him. I think he's class. Yeah, yeah, he's, I, he, he played very well. Obviously, um, Max, Max Malins as well. Yeah, Max Malins. He didn't have a great six nations, did he? I mean, he came on and had a few cameo appearances. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't think he added much, but um, I think it was he was coming into quite tough games. To be fair, yeah. Um, so I've gone with I've gone with a bit of a weird team, to be honest. I know it, it does sound weird, but I think it's. I think I just want to see something different. I mean, I just want to see some younger younger players in there, and you know what? Maybe even at loose head, have Joe Marler on the bench and actually start someone like Ben Obano. Um, you know. I thought he's he's improved a lot, and he obviously did did uh, get his first England cap. Um, so, good, good so, all right. Uh, so, to finish up on then, I just have one last question, and that is, who's your captain in the England team? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I just think leadership is such a problem for England. But just there aren't too many yeah. standout leaders. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I I assume you'd have to go for an Underhill or a, yeah, so a Don Brandt if he's going to play, or George Ford if he's going to play, or maybe a Sinclair or a Marler. But yeah, it, or Charlie Yules maybe. But there that's aren't many point. outstanding. Why you you know that's that's so bad, isn't it? I forgot Sinclair. Yeah, I just, I, I still just can't I believe assume he's going the lines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just see how. I've, yeah, sorry, sorry, Sinks. I'll put Sink. I'll put Sinkler in actually. So I'll go Ben Obano, Jack Singleton, and Sinkler for uh, for my my front row. Um, mm. And then I'd have Stuart on the bench. I think Stuart is a great player as well. Yeah, fair few Bath players actually, but that's the thing. Bath do have some really good player English players, but they're just a bit hot and cold um, when it comes to. The prem, aren't they? But um, yeah, I, I want to see some youth in there, and I think the main one for me is is Marcus Smith. Um, he's uh, he's got to have an opportunity, and this is the perfect time to do it. Um, when you know people like Farrell won't be in there, George Ford will be in around. I mean, I'm, I won't be wouldn't be too surprised if Ford did start. To be honest, but I think Marcus Smith should definitely get a game. Yeah. Um, because he's just, he's he's an attacking player, and that's what people want to see when it comes to internationals. Northern Hemisphere get a bit of a bad rep for you know sort of just playing quite slow rugby. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think Marcus Smith adds that pace and directiveness. So I would like to see him start, and it would be great for Quinns as well, and he'd boss it, I'm sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen, as usual. Yep. I've got to make like a banana and split. So <laughs> yep. not getting sick of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I am. I am. Thought you might change it up with say you're gonna uh, keep it the same, mate. That's the slogan. Something, but... 
Yeah. No, I've got to make like a tree and leaf. So, um, <laughs> no, you know, you've got yeah. to keep it, keep it <laughs> on the reg. Yeah, all right, mate. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, so, yeah, big big round of the Premiership coming up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, new Quinn's head coach to be announced in due course as well. My money's on Connor O'Shea, but we'll see in the next few days, I reckon. So, uh, yeah, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for the support. And, uh, yeah, see you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye.